Yo, what's going on? First episode, man, I'm really excited about this. This is the uh, Of The Steel Guitar podcast. So, essentially, what I'm going to try to do with this podcast is I'm going to essentially encompass how to keep traditional country music alive in essence of supporting maybe local artists, uh, artists that are not played on the conventional mainstream radio, and just try to figure out actually what the true question of is what is country music what is it what does it stand for and just the overall question of just why is it so relatable to not just people that live in the south but overall the whole area because i have many friends that live in faraway lands faraway lands sounds like a <laughs> medieval days but um from different countries and stuff that actually really enjoy listening to country music so my name is Cole. I will be your host. I eventually would like to have a couple co-hosts maybe down the line, but I'm just going to start this by myself to begin with and just kind of get the ground running a little bit. Get the ground running. It's usually hit the ground running, but I guess we're just going to run on the ground. So, <laughs> But um, essentially how I got started in country music is I grew up um, in the South. Um, I essentially – Listen to country music all my life. I started out with uh, Josh Turner, Long Black Train. It's the first song that I can recollect, remember hearing when I was little, and that used to be my song. I actually had one of the little tiny little studio cassette players that played the CDs. Um, I guess they're like little tiny boom boxes. <laughs> and my mom made just a CD, burn a CD. Totally legal as long as it's personal use. So you know, just just throwing it out there. Um, and it only had Long Black Train on it, and I would just play it on repeat constantly. And I'd listen to that in my room growing up, and that used to be my song, and it still is one of my top favorite songs. Another song that I remember growing up to is uh, "Watching You" by Rodney Atkins. I actually got to see Rodney live not too long ago, and. Uh, it was a wonderful experience, uh, a lot of uh, reminiscing and enjoying music, and yeah, that was uh, that was pretty fun. But essentially, as time went on, I even noticed in my blind, childish ways that country music wasn't exactly what it used to be. Um, especially uh, me and my buddy Blake, which you'll probably hear from Blake at some point. Probably would love to have him as a guest on here. Me and him have been friends since literally second or first grade. Um, I'm 24 years old. He is 23. We've been friends for probably around 22, 23 years, which is crazy to think about. Not many people around in your life stay that long, but I remember riding to middle school with him because we were carpool, and he would listen to the uh, – <laughs> I think it was 2012 – is when Luke Bryan uh, came out with uh, the Country Girl Shake It For Me album. I don't essentially remember the album's name. That's how redundant that music is in my mind at the current moment. But I was listening to it, and man, it just didn't feel the same. We went from really low Josh Turner songs about how people have lost and can find their way back to literally about a girl shaking her freaking butt, man. I don't get it, and that's really when I started to fall out of love 
with country music, which is, sucks to say because it's such a great genre. And it took a long time for me to get back to what I really enjoyed. And one of the main factors in that is my grandpa, who is, if you ask anybody in my personal life, that man right there was the homie. He was the best friend that I ever had. I love Blake to death. Like he, me and him are actually not blood related, so he's my number one dude. But me and my grandpa were so tight. Like me and him just love talking about common interests like Carolina basketball. He used to be a big UNC fan, which kind of shows you what area I'm from. And we would talk about basketball and he'd talk about his days in the army. He served in Germany during Vietnam. Um, there's a couple cool stories that he told me about that. And, uh, yeah, it was just a wonderful time with my grandpa. And sadly, he passed away about two years ago. And I honestly miss him every single day because there's some days I just want to pick up the phone and call him and be like, hey, man. How's it going? What did you think about the Tar Heel game? Or, you know, what did you think about the Braves playing or whatever? He used to be a Detroit Tigers fan, but he followed the Braves because I love the Braves. And I can't do that anymore. And it <laughs> it's really sad. And But one thing that my grandpa definitely gave to me was the revol- – I don't know, man. What would be the word for it? Just to find the love, the revival of country music by listening to traditional country music introducing me to people like Willie Nelson, Johnny Cash, and of course I listened to Alan Jackson, George Strait, Garth Brooks and all those, but that was the 90s. He introduced me to the good ones, the real ones, and I'm not saying Alan Jackson's not a good one because I just went to go see him at concert and man was he killer. But the revival of the traditional country sound in my mind, like the true stories about despair and being at the bottom, and even the songs about, you know, being at the top. There's some good old traditional country songs that are not necessarily like, hey, I'm going to drink my life away right now because I'm so sad. There's some really good ones out there that are really upbeat, really exciting, but still have that traditional sound. And I feel like that's what our mainstream country music is missing. And it really is irritating to me because there's not a way that I can justify going to the radio, cutting on the local radio station that is saying, hey, we play country music. And all they play is this garbage, this indirectal – I don't even know what to say about it, man. This just – it's, bruh, <laughs> I, I can't, like, there's not a word that I can describe that really shows my frustration with country music. It irritates me, it irks me, and there's people that grow up listening to this thinking, this is country music, this is what it's all about, and that hurts my soul. It really does, because I know the truth. I listen to George Strait. I listen to Ronnie Millsap. I've listened to Hank Williams Sr. I've listened to Lefty Frizzell. I've I listened to Elvis's country music. I've listened to all the artists that made country music what it should be. And that is the true question is, what 
is country music? What is it? You have all kinds of different definitions. You got Waylon saying it's chords in the truth. You got Luke Bryan saying whatever the frick he's saying over there. And okay, I'll be the first to admit it. Growing up, there was a few Luke Bryan songs I really did like. I liked the premise of them, like Drink a Beer. Very, very good song growing up. That would be one I listened to. But there's just so many just garbage, man. And there's artists like, I'll take Jason Aldean for a moment. There are some really good songs that Jason Aldean came out with. Like, long, long time ago, like Amarillo Sky. Love that song. The premise behind that song and everything? Yes. Grown Woman is on the Relentless album that he released, and that's probably my favorite Jason Aldean song. Mainly because, <laughs> I mean, it's related to my life more than a couple times, and I feel like most people could say that. But that's not one that's pushed most of the time. You got, you know, all these others, like Dirt Road Anthem. Oh my gosh, man. Talk about a, <laughs> talk about a song. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about my passive country music. And the honest to Drew God question and answer to what is country music was answered to me by, this is kind of funny. So when I first got my iPhone back in like high school, because I didn't get one in middle school unlike most people, which is perfectly great with me because it showed me that, you know, a phone is not everything and not being attached to it, which is just a phenomenal lesson in itself, but let's not get philosophical about that. We'll get it about country music, but not try too, too much on this life thing because it's too wide. <laughs> but I was downloading a app that lets you download music for free. It's kind of like a bootleg app, and yeah, I was one of those that didn't want to pay for like Spotify Premium and stuff. Mainly because I didn't have the money back then, and I wasn't going to ask my mom and dad to pay for something that they didn't have to. So I downloaded this app, and there was this uh, this picture of this album. I was searching a song, and it had a like a ancient looking man in front of like a log house. And it was like black and white western, kind of like not really black and white. It was uh, sepia, kind of like old school western looking, and I'm like. I don't know who this artist is, but this looks really interesting. I'm going to listen to this, and after I listened to this song, I said, oh my goodness, country music is still alive. The traditional country music is still alive. And that song, I cannot remember the name of, because as soon as I found this one song, I listened to that whole album. And after I listened to that whole album... I was hooked. That artist's name was Cody Jinks, and it still is Cody Jinks, who I just went to see not too long ago for two nights. Uh, I've seen him before that, and I credit him with my essentially driving passion to show my friends and everything that the traditional country music is still alive and well, and you just kind of have to search out for these artists. And there's so many of them out there that just are carving their own path, they're doing what they have to do. But they're not getting hardly the recognition they deserve. 
Now, they'll tell you straight up that they don't want that recognition. They want to earn everything they get by what they do. And I respect that so wholeheartedly because that's really difficult to do. And I want to use this podcast as an avenue to not just explore country music and what the meaning of country music, the traditional country music. I just start calling it country music because that's what it is, this new blend of whatever pop is not country music to me and I refuse to believe it so I will call country music country music but for the sake of the the sake the, the sake of the podcast I will call it traditional country music so people can understand when they get into this podcast they're going to be like oh he's talking about like the old old genre like the the classical and that's another thing that's kind of tossed up is what's the difference between cl- classical and traditional and, you know, neo-traditional and la da la da la. And I'm just like, you got country music and then you don't have country music. And that is the honest to God truth. Like this neo-traditional stuff, that's country music for the most part. There's some probably some neo-traditional out there that's not sound very country music. But then that's another thing is, is it the sound or is it the meaning? And that's the stuff that we will dive into, that we will dissect, and that is what we want to teach and learn and just kind of discover together, which is going to be very exciting for me. So I really appreciate you guys checking out this pilot episode. Um, I will try not to ramble too much longer. I just want to kind of give you a few things that we're going to do. So I'll record these usually on Wednesday. That's my plan. I'm going to try to release around two a week. Uh, Wednesday is usually my day off. I work 40 hours at a job, um, blue-collar worker. Um, I am currently a assistant produce manager. And uh, I'm looking at other avenues in my life. And I came out of my college with a professional writing degree and a minor in sports management. But when I come out, COVID was ravaging the country. Yeah, good times, right? Remember those days? <laughs> um, and I kind of had to just grab a job, and that's kind of where I landed. And I've worked myself from part-time to assistant. And honestly, I, I can't say it's something I would want to do for the rest of my life. I, I really enjoy writing, especially um, about stuff that I actually have a passion for, like country music. So I'm thinking about opening a blog slash website about the podcast or just kind of its own independent thing and writing a lot of stuff about it but there's also i like writing fiction stories of like western times so it kind of you know it's kind of funny because i'm like old school i like old country music i like westerns i like you know but i don't want you to look at me like that because i'm very open-minded when it comes to genres i love all kinds of music uh, people make fun of me at work because I listen to my music on a speaker, and I can go from Waylon Jennings to Metallica to Frank Sinatra to Sam Cooke to, like, heavy metal, all in the same playlist. And they just kind of look at me like, man, you're you're just different. Your music pace is just different. And I'm like, well, yeah, I like all kinds of music. So I don't want you to view me as, like, I hate all music does not country music, and that is a fact, and that is the truth, because that is absolutely not factual. It's uh, farther from the truth than anything, and I just want to kind of narrow this down, because I will say, 
Country music, number one. Like, top. Because it's songs, like Trace Atkins says, it's songs about me and who I am. But there's all other songs that can relate to who I am in other genres. But this, it's like, I don't know, I speak in analogies a lot, mainly because of my English background. Professional writing is an English degree. And, uh, I don't know, you have like the top tier, like all the way up top, right? You have like the Grand Shalami, the, the GOATs, the sports world, the Michael Jordans, the Wayne Gretzky's, just people up top. And that's what country music is to me. But that doesn't make like people like Kobe Bryant and Jackson Hall of Famer. But you got like the greats, like the GOATs, and then you have the really, really good Hall of Fame players. They have star players and stuff like that, but like country music's just on its own level, and there's nothing that will ever touch it. But all the other genres are so intertwined and interconnected that I love them. Like it's it's kind of funny to me because my mom and dad just kind of look at me sometimes like, "You say you really like country music, but well, we hear you listen to everything." So, anyways, so. What I'm going to do, and what I have to do is, number one, I want to support the artists, so I want to get their their tours and stuff out. I want to interlink with them. I want to try to be there for them, try to push them. And I'm not just talking about like people like Cody or Ward Davis or other people, Aaron Watson, or people that are out there touring that everybody knows. I'm talking about the people that are coming up, man. They're at the honky-tonks. They're at the bars. They're playing shows. They're getting paid so minimal, but they're chasing that dream. They're going after it because they want to be like the Cody Jinks and Ward Davis. They want to be independent country music stars, and that's what's awesome to me. Their ambition, and their ambition matches my ambition when it comes to supporting the traditional country music. And I'm sorry if you can hear the squeaky chair. I mean, it's uh, this is in my dad's reloading room essentially. And uh, this chair is probably not seen WD-40 in about two decades. So that's what it sounds like anyways. But, uh, yeah, I want to do that. I would really love to have interviews not only with my friends about country music, but I also would love to have artists on and, like, people that are really high up there. I know I probably will never get, but, hey, man, it's worth dreaming. It's worth being ambitious about. If they're ambitious about making their own record labels and singing their own music, why can't I be ambitious about getting them on the podcast, right? So I'm going to try my best, but we might have some uh, friends on here, and then I might also have some uh, people that are in the Nashville area and see what we can cook up and just kind of dissect everything. I also want to do album reviews. That's one of my favorite things to do personally is go back through, like right now I'm going through Josh's Turner's entire library from Long Black Train album to the current one. I think I got to uh, Deep South, which is like the 2017 album, and so far, like Punching Bag has been my favorite album of his. And, like, I'm just going through and finding songs that I've never heard of. And that's one of the cool things is you can listen to country music radio stations all you want to. But if you don't go through and listen to albums by themselves, you may not find that one song where you're like, oh, my goodness, man. It hits home. It hits me hard. It's like a slap in the face. Holy cow, right? So, yeah, 
And, uh, yeah, that's essentially the premise. Um, I'm sure there will be a whole bunch of other segments and stuff that we'll come out with. I'd like to share news and stuff, of course. And just I want to be here to support the artists because they do so much support for me, not necessarily in the, hey, face-to-face way, but, like, their music has saved me, man. Like, there's so many times where I've been down in the dumps. I've been ready to give up on this this life, and I'm not talking like suicidal by any means, but I'm just talking like I'm ready to just go live in a hut, not talk to nobody, just be by myself, no one mess with me, and yeah, I've been like that, and there's been some songs that have really, really turned me around and helped me in my life, and I want to not only share those stories with you, but share the stories with the artists at some point, maybe... One of them will listen and be like, wow, I really touched that person's life because they get that all the time. And it's just amazing to see the impact that they have. And that's what they – I honestly feel like they want more than anything. They don't want the fame. They don't want the glory. They just want to see that their songs have impacted people's lives. And I know that they have. So, All right, so I'm going to wrap this pilot episode up. I appreciate all the listeners. Um I really, <laughs> I'm really excited about this new, uh, this new gig, this, this new uh, avenue in my life, and I'm really, really looking forward to hearing from you. So, I'm gonna drop my socials in the description of this. Also, I'm gonna drop the business email. If you have any guests or con- want me to contact anybody, see about getting them on, and or if you want to be on. And we can talk it up a little bit and see see what we got going on. Sure. I'd love to have just guests in here to talk to and explore. And, yeah. So, thank you all so much for listening. I cannot wait to see what we can do with this, uh, this avenue of podcasting. I think it's a new genre that we can explore. And, yeah, man, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. 22 minutes ain't too terribly long, 23 after I get done talking, and I think it'll be a good pilot episode, so I appreciate all of you, and keep country music alive, keep it well in your soul, and God bless you guys, I'll see y'all later, peace out.